Hello, it's Peter Wright and Kathleen Beauvais with another episode of the Yacking Show Business Channel. And this is the channel where we bring you expert guests to give you tips and ideas to help you and your business thrive in the interesting times we seem to be heading in in this year of almost the end of the year, 2023. First, let's introduce co-host Kathleen Beauvais. Hi, Kathleen. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great, Peter. Thank you so much. And thank you also very much for tuning into our show. We so appreciate having you. And as Peter mentioned, we have another special guest with us today. Today, we are very privileged to have Jamie Shambran on our show. Hello, Jamie. How are you? Doing great. Thank you so much for having me today. Now, Jamie is a career advancement and personal branding expert and a former B2B tech executive. So let's just jump right in. So, Jamie, why should business owners and entrepreneurs invest in personal branding? Yeah. So I think it's really important while an entrepreneur or business owner has their company brand, you still want to get out there and let people know what you really do besides just the business. You might own multiple businesses. You might be a serial entrepreneur, but there's something about what you do for who and the value you provide a common thread, a common passion that you should be really honing in on to, you know, launch you outside of your business. So people see you as the go-to expert or the trusted advisor. And so that you can start to build things like points of views, thought leadership platforms, but it's really to help get you out there so that people can not just understand your business, but you as an entrepreneur, as a leader, so that people do business with people. And so that's what you're also helping kind of build up is how people will want to work with you. Okay. Okay. So, so this is something that used to be common in the entertainment world and uh, celebrity world where they would employ public relations publicists and that to build their image. This is now um, being seen to be very useful in the business world. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think with the, um, the spawn of the internet and, you know, online media, social media, it's even more important because you really need to control and handle, you know, what your, your personal brand is. Cause at the end of the day, it's what people think of when you're not in the room and all the different <laughs> YouTube to LinkedIn, you've got to keep your image updated and, and accurate so that people understand what you do for who and, and, you know, can they get value from you? Sure, sure. So, Jamie, we've had other people on the show that uh, do similar work, not exactly the same as you. What sets you apart? Tell our audience why you are are different and special compared to the average. Yeah, so I think it's a mix of I've spent, you know, my first part of my career in business, either leading different divisions or running my own other businesses. So I know what it's like to, you know, hire vendors, hire people, hire businesses to do work mm-hmm. with me. And so I'm looking at it both from the, I I have the credentials in terms of I've gone through resume writing certification or LinkedIn optimization certification, but I also come from like having run a business or been in business, what it takes to impress me with, you know, you really know what you're doing. You're the expert. I want to do business with you. So I'm looking at it from that lens as well. Good. Good. So Jamie, you've developed what is called a career agility system. Can you tell us what that is? Yeah. So the concept of the system is 
I want people to have in place a framework to help them be resilient in their career. And I work with a lot of entrepreneurs that decide to go back to working for someone. I have people working for someone that decide to become entrepreneurs as well. Mm -hmm. And so what this framework is, is to be able to have abundant opportunities because you are constantly reinventing yourself, looking, getting yourself out there, networking, seeking opportunity, be it working for someone or starting a new business or becoming a partner in another venture because you're constantly getting your brand out there and you're constantly open and networking and and talking to people about opportunities. And so the framework is a way for you to consistently, one, hone in on your brand, but then two, consistently get yourself out there, be it just simple things like reconnecting with old colleagues or business partners, Mm -hmm. because it's all about your network at the end of the day and people understanding who you are to easily go, oh, you know what? I know someone to to connect you to. They're thinking Mm -hmm. about doing the same thing. Or, you know, have you thought about this in terms of growing your business further? So um, I just think that the system is just approach to stay resilient in one's career because you have abundance of opportunities in front of you. Interesting. Okay. That's a a good idea because um, I think those of us who leave the corporate world that I left many, many years ago and go on our own, we tend to think that's the only option we ever have again, right? Un- unless you're forced by circumstances mm-hmm. to go back. So to put it in your strategy and plan as a possibility, yeah, that's that's a good approach. Excellent. So I, I've got one for you. A lot of a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs are introverted, and that helps them be creative and helps them invent things and systems, and it it works against them when they're trying to do what you're saying they must do. So how do you persuade? And I was I was exactly like that, I, having had many career choices and then farming for a number of years before I got onto the internet. The last thing I wanted to do was put myself out there, right? And I, I know I'm not alone. So how do you persuade introverted business owners they really need to publicize themselves? and build their brand? Yeah. So I I first think about what can I do for my own home that's really easy. And this is why I love the LinkedIn platform because it's easy for someone. You don't need to actually go pick up the phone. You don't need to have a Zoom call. You don't even need to go to an event. You can just look at who's your ideal target audience or people mm-hmm. you want to connect with and just send them a message over LinkedIn or invite them to join your network. So I think that's the easiest thing for someone who's who's introverted is to use LinkedIn to build and grow their network and then to take it a mm-hmm. step further of like, okay, well, maybe it's a one-on-one Zoom or maybe it's a one-on-one coffee, but doing things that are more intimate than having to go out to a big networking event. Now, for introverts, I'd also say if you are going out to a big networking event, like go get out there, bring a friend. And set goals for yourself. So make sure you have Mm -hmm. in the back of your mind, back to that, you know, you've got to have a system in place, you know, is your goal to collect three business cards and to have, you know, prepped how you're going to pitch yourself, how you're going to introduce yourself, but really more what questions are you going to ask the other person? Like you shouldn't be talking about yourself. You should be getting to know the other person. Mm -hmm. So it's almost coming in, coming with a script, if you will, of like how to get through the event and just make it a goal. Like, you know, once I meet three new people and get their business cards, I at least did what I wanted to do. If I happen to meet more, great. Um, but just like having some goals in place, you know, having a buddy to come along as well, just helping, you know, break the ice um, and get out there. I, I know it's hard for for introverts, but it's, you know, just got to take baby steps. And I just thought of another question when it, with respect to personal branding, 
if you're out to to create an image for yourself, I would think that it would be possibly brand personal brand suicide by bringing up any personal opinions or anything controversial. Would you agree with that, or or is there is is do you promote that? Do you do you tell people to speak their minds and give their personal so, opinion, even though it may be controversial? So I, it's partly dependent on what is the person in business for, and do they mm-hmm. want that controversy? Like, does that part of their brand, and they want to be known for? Mm-hmm. And then that's the kind of you know you're you know you're basically fully transparent of what this person is going to be like to work with or interact with. So um, I think it's just really, does it help or hurt the their end business game and kind of figuring out, do we talk about this or not in their conversation? Because I usually go on from working on brand to then what's your talk track and your ongoing engagement strategy in terms of points of view. And maybe it is controversial. Maybe that's how you end up getting like, a million followers because you're out there speaking your mind. So again, it really depends on the the business and the person and if it makes sense to to go that route. Mm-hmm. I see. So you created a, and I'm so impressed by this, a multi-million dollar business that grew 30% in one year. How did you, how did you make that happen? Yeah. yeah. I was just uncovering an oper- an unmet need in, um, education technology space, I, it kind wow. of blew my mind how unautomated and manual, you know, even a decade ago, higher education was in, in terms of processing documents, you know, all the transcripts and things you have to do to like admit a student or to manage them. Just, it was a, a lot of chaos and things being lost. And so just simple integrations and automations, because it was an unmet, unmet need. Um, they didn't know how to do it because you've got a lot of staff too that really haven't kept up with the times. And so, again, it's just uncovering an opportunity, finding the talent to go. Then that's because it was services. So finding the talent to go do it and deliver it um, to grow that business that fast. Mm. Wow. that That is amazing. That's, that's mm-hmm. incredible. So for the small business owners and entrepreneurs who are listening to you right now, uh, we look like we're going into turbulent times with interest rates, inflation, uh, all sorts of political problems, uh, wars overseas. <laughs> it's certainly uh, interesting. Is there one thing that you would suggest small business owners and uh, entrepreneurs think about and concentrate on right now to help them prepare for this these times? Yeah, so I think the biggest thing is oh, – to come to mind, nest egg and diversify. So like, make sure you have your six months of expenses between your business and your living in place. Mm-hmm. Um, and then secondly, what's the next business idea? What's the next thing that maybe would take off even more going into say 2024 is a very turbulent year. What should you change about your business or what could, what should you add so that you can diversify you know, what you've been selling today, is there something else or do you need to go create a different business because you've had a, a burning passion for a while um, or create, you know, a knowledge, you know, something easy, take your knowledge and produce it into a course online. What can you do to diversify just so mm-hmm. that you can see, see one, seize opportunity, right? There's so turbulent times, there'll be opportunity, but mm-hmm. just to make sure if your current business is, isn't going to be successful in a turbulent environment, pivot now figure it out yeah. right yeah good advice that certainly makes sense so tell us about the services you provide yeah yeah so um obviously i do 
personal branding work. And so what that entails is really helping individuals um, unlock what they do for who and the value they provide. I like to say I make the intangible tangible. And then I translate that into materials like LinkedIn profiles, other social media profiles, um, you know, for people getting ready to look for a job or going back to corporate resumes. And then from there, what I do um, is I, the the career agility system, I've bundled into a career advancement program. So for people who are trying to figure out like their mid-career and going, I'm done with this career, what's next? And so I have a lot of people that go through that program to become entrepreneurs or to like change industries completely or change their responsibilities completely is I help them really hone in on where do they see themselves in 20 years from now in terms of life, lifestyle and where they're going and what they want in terms of their career and what they want to have an impact on to then figure out, well, what's that roadmap to get there and to get them moving into the direction of either launching their own business, launching a side hustle to then have a full-time business owner or to move into a different kind of career. Uh, and then the last thing that I do is um, for the clients who want to be seen as thought leaders and experts in their industry is I I help them. I do a launching you as a thought leader program. And so I help them mm-hmm. figure out what their platform is and their different talk tracks and then to come up with uh, a content calendar and then ways to get them, you know, on podcasts like like yours or uh, other speaking engagements and opportunities just to get them, you know, out on LinkedIn, out visible in the marketplace so that it, they are seen as the expert in whatever their business is and where they want to go next. Hmm. So mm-hmm. if I were to pick wow. up the phone and give you a call and say, I'm, I would like some help with my personal branding. Where do you start with a client like that? How do you make, yeah. get that ball rolling with them? So the foundational piece is a workbook I've developed through, I've been doing this now for almost six years, that is a series of assessments and questions to help me really dig in and understand what are their strengths, what are their differentiators, what's the value that they deliver, be it themselves or their businesses, and you know what are they leaning into, who's there for a business owner, who's their target audience, what are the pain points of their target audience, and then to figure out okay, how do we thread this all together in terms of, you know, the the brand promise, what you do for who and the value you provide and the three or five pillars that really help that individual to stand that individual up based on patterns of success or aspirational goals or, you know, a number of different areas. But it's really me digging in with the client, be it live or they go through a lot of uh, self-reflection through this workbook to really hone in on those strengths and differentiators and what they do. Okay, very good. So what what have you found in the nearly three years since the, the lockdown and the great work at home thing happened? Um, I, I know from people we've spoken to, a lot of people who were able to work from home liked what they were doing and set up side hustles or little, little businesses of their own. Um, and speaking to others who have now been called back to the office, they don't want to go back to the office. So it's it's been a huge upheaval. What's what's what are you seeing? How is this settling down? Are, are some of the entrepreneurs going back to corporate? I think they may be, from what you said earlier. Or, yeah. Or, tell us yeah, more. It's, so, I mean, it's it's kind of a mixed bag all over the place. Mm-hmm. So, like, I know the trends of like what companies are laying off right now because I get that I get like waves of certain companies going, oh, well, they must have just done a riff. 
Um, so you've got, and those people often are like, well, I've never been laid off before. And maybe I was at this company for 20 something years. Maybe I should go start a business or work for myself or do something different. So I have people like that coming through. I do have entrepreneurs that are just at a point of after doing this gig freelance and a lot of it's, I'd say more on the freelance end, they've been doing it for like 15 years. And like, you know what? I just, I don't want to sell they, they don't want to do everything anymore. It's like, I'm tired of mm-hmm. not just delivering, you know, my expertise. I'm tired of selling myself, marketing myself, doing all the other things because they've been a, more of a solo entrepreneur that they're wanting to go back into a corporate setting and let them focus on what they're really talented at and let everyone else do the other roles and responsibilities. They really, then I think these are the individuals who, um, because this is still a gig economy, like definitely there is more opportunity. I think businesses are also hiring more freelance talent versus hiring employees. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, I think people did were able to thrive over the last few years in getting contract to contract to contract. But I think for some people, it's wearing on them because that's that's not their expertise, and they weren't really planning to to grow up an enterprise like you know have a staff mm-hmm. of fifty. Um, so I think those are the people that I see going back, not the ones who've built really big businesses. Um, sure. It's hit or miss. And then, I, and then again, there's people who are like, I'm ready to start my own thing. How do I, how do I start it? You know, how do you take your expertise and knowledge, start it as a side hustle, get yourself out there, get the ball rolling. Like I have a lot of people, especially if they're more f- freelancing, you know, I have them get used to a platform called Upwork because that's a huge freelancer platform. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yep. and most people have never heard of it if you've been employed in corporate for 20 something years. So those are the things I, sure. I help with, to, but it's, it is definitely a mixed bag right now, just because just people are tired of like one or the other and they're, and it's always like the grass is greener on the other side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. True. So is the, is the, we read a lot in the media about pushback about going back to the office. Is is that still significant or have people largely got over it now? A lot of people are adamant when they come to get a resume done. It's like, I want to, I only want remote work. A lot of people, okay. I think the last three years is still, there are some people that really want an office setting, even just like once or twice a week, I'll have a few of those, but the majority mm-hmm work from home like and and it's and it's sad because it's you've got teachers now they're like well if if my friend went and started to do remote work online for a different university you know i've seen tons of teachers come through that are ready to be done being in the classroom setting every day Mm -hmm. yeah yeah can understand that wow Changing world, isn't it? <laughs> it is a changing world because it, it seems like the social aspect of work is also well that's that's almost that's doesn't exist anymore if people are just working remotely. So it, that's an interesting from a psychological standpoint, it's it's interesting to me that you know people are wanting to be alone in their home working remotely rather than and yeah around surrounded by people and you know the little chatter at the <laughs> at the water cooler kind of uh yeah it's interesting and i and i think covid made a lot of people realize you can be more produ- like if you're about productivity you're more productive when you're remote and you don't have the distractions now i've been in um fully remote environments and you know we just have to get creative as leaders in uh, and same for business owners thinking about like if you're a fully remote environment, like we created like Friday socials and we'd play um, an online mm-hmm. game to get the team to all interact and and talk to each other. Even global team, we'd have it at a certain time that like the people in Europe can be on with the folks in the U.S. and Canada. So it's um, so you have to be intentional of creating 
virtual water cooler experiences, if you Mm -hmm. will, to like get the team to connect, or if they're in a local area, go grab coffee with the team or lunch or something just to, to have connection besides just like the day-to-day productivity work. Mm. Mm, Yeah. That's, that's, that's interesting. So here's one for you. We ask all our successful guests, what I call my burning question. And that is, um, do you think there's one mindset or characteristic or <clears throat> habit perhaps that sets successful business leaders and business owners apart from those who never really rise above average, or is it more complicated than that? I think there's a lot of habits and mindset items, but I'd say like even looking at how I operate, I have a very regimen structure to my day and week and how I manage mm-hmm. my activities and backlog. So I'd say time management is huge Yeah, to not get sucked into the unimportant things to do. It's, it's the whole like work on your big rocks. And then if you have time for the other things. Um, so I think just you know, being very mindful of your time, because it's, unless you want to be consumed by your business and work 80 hours, you really need to be smart on how you allocate your time so that you have, you know, why you're probably working for yourself or started a business was to have more of that free time, right? To spend with family, to be more flexible. Um, so just time management, I think is, because it re- re- relates to, you know, getting up early. It relates to resilience, just, you know, staying within a structure so that nothing kind of throws you off uh, in your day. Right. Yeah. Very, yeah. Very good. Very good. Mm-hmm. It's, it's interesting that we asked, we've asked that question of, I guess, over 200 guests, and no one has said get an MBA or get a better degree or go to a better university. Right. It's all it's all the soft skills, very focus, um, perseverance, and and time management that you've mentioned. It's all a, a very narrow band of of uh, mindsets. Interesting that you've confirmed that. Thank you very much for that. That's good. Yeah, Kathleen. Yeah. So, Jamie, just to confirm, do you work with people from all over the world with respect to your personal branding coach? coaching? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I've, I've worked, I've had clients in the UK, New Zealand, um, you name it. I mean, predominantly it's US and then um, a good number out of Canada as well, but it's, but it's a global business. I'll meet with people from all over if they're interested in having me help them uh, with their brand. Excellent. Mm-hmm. So, so that I've got it. We got a bit of time. I got it. That's prompted another question for me. Do you see big cultural differences in business in business culture between uh, North America and Europe or Australia, for instance? Yeah, um, I'm trying to to think just to kind of highlight that a little bit more. Like there's still so back to the remote work. There's definitely you know, a lot of countries are are embracing the remote work. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think some more than others, I'd say the U S is probably on the, the lead of that though. Cause I, I think a lot of the, the people that I've worked with abroad um, they're going, they've been going back to the office for a while now. Mm-hmm. So um, I think the U S is more um, enabling the remote culture, remote workforce. Um, also, I think what I'm seeing too is a lot of now because it's remote People from anywhere, you know, around the world can work for a U.S. company, you know, visas aside, right? It just, or freelance for them. So it's easier for people 
in New Zealand, in, um, you know, Scandinavia, wherever to actually go work for anyone or an American to go, you know, see the world and take their job with them is, you know, what a lot of people are doing too, who aren't tied down to a location or family or things of that nature. So, um, so it's just giving people more flexibility and opening up way more opportunity that goes outside their country boundaries. Right. What, what I'm really would like your opinion on i i you can hear from my accent i'm not a, a long-term north american i spent most of my life in africa but born in britain and educated in a very british oriented school in in a country called rhodesia and brought up in the british stiff upper lip you never promote yourself tradition so when you're working with british business owners uh to build their brand do you find a certain reticence about getting out there and uh blowing their own trumpet or not or is it just yeah. in my imagination no, I definitely and and it and it's also harder for them to take a step back to really hone in on what is their brand, like what is it that they really do. They're just used to running their business and doing business with others, because mm-hmm. um, you know business is still built on networking and connecting mm-hmm. with people. They really never really step back to go, well, why are people working with me? Like, why do people want to buy from me? That's that's the ultimate question we have to answer is why why have you been successful to date and it's digging into that to then go well this is this is who you are this is why people buy from you good Excellent. good no thank you for that good mm-hmm. back to you Kathleen. how do people contact you yeah so the easiest thing is because i really like linkedin is to find me on linkedin um i'm in backslash and it's my last name c-h-a-m-b-r-o-n chambron uh connect with me there message me there uh, you can also email me at Jamie, J-A-I-M-E, at careeragilitysystem.com. Excellent. Okay. And for our audio listeners, those details will be in the description on whichever platform you are listening to this on. Mm-hmm. And before I go, you've heard and seen another really interesting guest today who's got had lots of good business tips for you. So to make sure you don't miss out on future guests, hop onto our website, theyackingshow.com, find one of the forms, sign up for our newsletter. We only send you one a week. We don't flood you with emails. And then you'll know who's coming on in all the following weeks. That's it for me. Thank you very much, Jamie, and goodbye to the audience. And thank you so much, Jamie, Kathleen, once again. And um, thank you all so very much for tuning in to our show. And if anyone is interested in being a guest on our show, we invite you to visit us at theyackingshow.com. All you need to do is click on the Contacts tab where you will find a short application form, and we'd love to hear from you. So until next time, take care, everyone. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>